met my spouse on Tinder. How often do you hear that? Traditionally, marriages in India have been brokered by your neighborhood aunties or matchmaking websites. You meet the family before you meet the person in a typical arranged marriage scenario. But with the introduction of dating apps, this generation of young people seem to have more control over their relationships. But do they really? Online dating can come with a lot of fatigue, unexplained and unresolved heartbreak and ultimately that feeling of how you'll die alone in a small room filled with cats, plants or a truckload of work. Finding meaningful relationships in an internet frenzied world is hard and keeping one is harder. So what if we told you there is a scientific organized way to finding the perfect partner, a way that is unique to your personality and your concepts of relationship. Meet Priyanka Bharadwaj, founder of Marriage Broker Auntie, Auntie with an IE instead of a Y. Priyanka doesn't just help people find the right partner, but also helps you find your perfect relationship. Marriage Broker Auntie is a marriage advisory firm that helps you make better decisions when it comes to building positive and nurturing relationships that are right for you. In this episode, we talk to Priyanka about building a unique business Indian matchmaking and whether love doctors really follow their own advice. So Priyanka, tell me, is marriage broker auntie what I really think it is? Do you folks arrange marriages? How does it work? Yeah, I think uh, the name is kind of um, <laughs> deceiving because it's called marriage broker auntie. Uh, but there's a story to why it's called marriage broker auntie and what we actually do. We are a matrimonial advisory and a relationship coaching service. We do not match make um, contrary to what the name suggests. I think Marjokaranti is just a personification of that. Like every family will have that auntie who is ever too concerned about people's relationship status. And right. she's always wondering how she can add value. So I think mm-hmm. that's what Marjokaranti personifies, except in our case, I think the advice is never unsolicited. Unfortunately, you also have to pay for it. So... <laughs> No, but uh, I think we were just discussing this right before we jumped into the podcast, right? As a service like this in India, how is this online process different from the traditional process? Like you explained that this is advisory and this is not a sure. traditional matchmaking. Could you give me a little more details about what your business is? All sure, about? sure. Yeah, I think what we do is very unique, which is why there, you know, uh, there is a lot of explanation to be done because while there are matrimonial apps and dating apps, I think this whole business of relationship coaching or helping people find and build relationships is still quite nascent in India. So what we do is we enable you to make decisions in terms of what is the right relationship for you. And depending on that, like, you know, what kind of partners will help you build this relationship of your Mm -hmm. dreams that you want to build. Mm -hmm. So you could be on these matrimonial apps or dating apps trying to meet people. But we act as a sounding board, we act as a mentorship or like a coaching, you know, service where if you're stuck somewhere, we'll help you kind of find your way forward from there. So no matter where you are in the journey, whether, you know, you're just coming out of a relationship, healing from it, trying to figure out, you know, if you should go back out there and find someone else, or if you're meeting like four or five people through the arranged marriage process and you just don't know who the right one is for you, we even kind of help you with that. So what we primarily do is we try to design interventions for you to introspect. It could be through simple exercises. It could be through questions. We try to get you to find the answers yourselves. We just provide the facilitation or the guidance. 
how do you think this is different from what general therapy is like why does anyone really need a relationship coaching how is this different from therapy so there are two things one is therapy and there is coaching right and i feel like marriage broker auntie sits somewhere in between the two we're not therapy because we don't help you kind of heal or feel relieved from any sort of uh, mental health issues uh, we're not qualified to do that we don't do that and if at any point of time we feel a client needs therapy or any sort of clinical intervention we tell them that and we also sometimes make recommendations of therapists that we have worked with in mm-hmm. the past to go seek help and then come back to us we work only with mentally healthy individuals who are just feeling stuck a little bit like there's a little knot that they want help untying and okay. we address very specific relationship issues that they are facing mm-hmm. uh, we don't go into the realm of fixing any sort of you know long term mental health conditions that they may have there is coaching which is you know uh, it's a certified like sort of profession now where you know you 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 coach people and there is a certain method methodology to it and how it is done we don't do that either we are a little bit of a mix we are an advisory come coaching service where depending on what the need is we're flexible to provide both mm-hmm. coaching also focuses a lot on quick results behavioral changes and in our case not everything can be done very quickly we cannot promise very quick results for everything that we do what are some of the common relationship problems of the people who come to see you yeah i think a few of the common issues that i have seen are ghosting and after effects where <laughs> they talking oh, to somebody oh the classic uh, problems of uh, internet dating right ghosting yeah exactly right um because a lot of people meet through either your dating apps or matrimonial apps whatever right people ghost you have one conversation with them and you never hear from them or you know they match with you and you ne- never hear from them or you meet and then you never hear from them it's very hard to deal with all that like to be on the it receiving is, end is. of it right it is, it and is. you don't know what to make of it you don't know if it was you you don't know if it was them and but it causes a lot of heartburn yeah it's a re- it's rejection without any explanation really exactly exactly and i think uh, we uh, unfortunately have to develop a lot more resilience to rejection today than we ever had to before because of the frequency at which you get rejected today absolutely right? absolutely yep so that's that's definitely one thing uh, another thing is obviously like illusion of infinite choice and fatigue from it where it's like i don't know if it's because these products aren't well designed or what it is but it's never a pleasant experience to be on any of these apps uh trying to find a partner because you just keep swiping and swiping and swiping and by the time you get to somebody who is remotely interesting you have no energy left right the way it is designed it is for people to it's they're like games they basically like games. yeah so you come yeah. back to them you come back to this app you find yeah. you find something that you use that to t- pass your time with and then Correct. in case you meet somebody you get lucky like i did and that too you have to be consistent at it that's what i figured out like uh, not just for dating but it is also for making friends and meeting new people it is not easy but also you know every time you go swipe you do some time pass for 10 minutes i mean for the lack of a better way of putting it i feel like it leaves your soul vacant after that 10 minutes where you're like oh what did i just do i have to life? agree like that 10 is 10 a plus 100 on that <laughs> on that yeah <laughs> i have nobody to come and tell me what i should really be doing or yeah know, and i i think yeah. that's where marriage broker auntie comes into place yeah absolutely right like because some people 
maybe miss out on great people because they were actually just tired <laughs> yeah. like if they approached it differently then maybe they wouldn't be so tired and they could meet somebody interesting right yeah that that's definitely another issue that you know i see and i think the other big one is people who are recognizing and starting to undo their social conditioning a lot of people don't know whether they actually want to get married or not when they want to get married whom they should actually marry or you know what relationships must be like mm-hmm. and i find people along that spectrum asking all of these questions i personally find myself saying no actually you don't need to get married or you don't need to marry now i don't think you want to get married and i think another big one is lack of empathy i think uh, we as a society we're becoming you know much more individualistic and inward focused and you know that's not a bad thing per se but i think it also comes with its own set of challenges where you're unable to empathize with a different point of view different person's way of thinking so i think you go out with the wrong expectations like i could give you an example like women you know are very proud of what they've accomplished they've gone through so much to build their careers and be doing well in their life and they yeah. also value that a lot and so when they look at a man who's done well for themselves who's successful they appreciate that they like that at the same time they're thinking the man might also appreciate this about the woman but i think that's not always the case mm. and to recognize that and say okay actually the guy could want different things from me he doesn't need to appreciate me for the things that i appreciate about him and it's not something that just happens with women right men also think like that it's very disappointing it's very disappointing especially because i am also a woman and i get it but it's just that people think differently yeah yeah absolutely i mean also given that we're talking about the conditioning that's there right and for the longest period yeah. of time the men and the women that we are today we've seen our parents or our grandparents who've had a typical stereotype right where the woman yeah. is the homemaker and the man is the breadwinner and yeah. things are changing so much and like you mentioned right we're a transition generation and things are changing and it's going to take a while for everybody to adjust yeah. a little bit to yeah. everybody's thinking and conditioning also in a lot of cases you know you will find at some point in your life your circle of single friends start dwindling people don't want to listen to your stories as much as they yeah. used to yeah, and yeah, so absolutely. yeah so it's always good to have an external point of view where you don't have the burden of reciprocity yeah. um yeah. can be yourself and sometimes your friends are biased too right like say for example yeah, exactly. i'm a very uh, you know protective person about my friend so if my friend yeah. is dating some guy that i don't like and i'll i'm, I'm very upset <laughs> about it and i'm like why are you dating this guy like wh- why are you doing yeah. this but it it might be it might be good for her right and it might yeah be, yeah uh, so yeah friends can sometimes be biased and they might not give the best Absolutely. advice Absolutely. so if yeah. you guys are listening to this you should probably go and do <laughs> talk to marriage broker auntie so what does a typical day for a relationship coach uh, look like priyanka yeah i think i don't have a typical day and that's probably my favorite bit i work on a you know kind of large variety of things so my time goes in one on one coaching with my clients creating and producing content uh, mm-hmm. which i you know then put out on social media either it's my own content or collaborating with others because uh i find that there are a lot of things that i find myself repeating over and over again with my clients which feels like very generic stuff that can just be put out there on the internet for anyone to use because it's nothing specific to a person so i work on 
creating such content and putting it out there because it it's an attempt to normalize the journey of building a relationship a part of my day also goes in hanging out in the market <laughs> being on these dating apps or matrimonial apps because i really like to get a feel for behavioral trends as to how mm. people respond to experience it myself because what happens is when you're advising people when you're coaching people you need to have some skin in the game you need to have mm. experienced it yourself to, to you know really know hey does this advice make sense like for example when let's say people get ghosted or the other person that they're talking to isn't as invested in them it's very easy to say hey move on man you know that mm. that guy is not into you or this girl is not into you just move on mm. saying move on is easy but designing the intervention to help you move on is important mm-hmm. and for you to be able to do that you should have gone through it yeah and uh, apart from this i also you know keep conducting lots of uh, market research and little like social experiments to really study the impact of design on user experience like for example if there are dating apps or matrimonial apps if they change this part of the design how would the experience change for the user will there be any improvement you know uh, will people respond differently those are things i like to test out with little experiments and i also spend a lot of time reading learning and training myself to be a better coach because you know i don't have a formal training in psychology i don't have like a bachelor's or a masters in it so i want to make sure that i'm not imposing myself i'm not being biased i'm merely being a facilitator and allowing the client to sort of always lead uh, the journey So yeah I spend a lot of time training. So how do you get uh, customers to discover you what uh, what are you, like your marketing or acquisition channels and what is the pay, uh, payment model like Got it so I have a website where my service is advertised so people just come onto my website they either find me through you know Google or one of my social media channels and they sign up so normally people sign up for one session with me first before they kind of take a call on whether they want to engage with me further or not mm-hmm. and even for the longer term engagement typically work on a 6 to 9 hour engagement nothing more or nothing less because i think it shouldn't become a crutch it should help you solve a issue that you're facing and then feel like you're able to handle it from there on um so they just pay for it up front so i charge either by the hour if they want to sign up for one of sessions it's like pay as you go if you want to just sign up for sessions whenever you want mm-hmm. or if you take the six sessions engagement uh, you know you pay for the six session engagement right in the beginning because that's an investment you make to yourself like you know you're making a commitment saying okay i'll work on it i'll work on myself for the next six hours so they pay for it and then you know uh, it's a very structured engagement we meet once a week we meet once in two weeks depending on what uh the need is and the program itself is highly customized to the client's need depending on what they're looking to you know change or what they're looking to sort of work on it is designed based on that right how did you get your first client and uh, how did you you know scale your business to like the next five clients or whatever so when i first started off uh, obviously it was just setting up two friends and they ended up getting married and then i started a facebook page so friends and friends of friends started signing up and i started making those introductions etc and i think that was pretty straightforward then i started telling relatives friends etc that i do this and they would send people my way where it became a lot more challenging was with the advisory bit because people don't know this exists and they don't know what to do with it and i think i got my first paid client through twitter person i i probably put out like some comment or like something and someone reached out to me and they said hey 
I would like to talk to you about this and you know I want to do some sessions with you I'm happy to pay you for it and I was like oh okay I don't really know what to do with this but you know let's try and so I charged a very nominal amount for this person and we did this and it was great and it was helpful and a few more came along as I kept you know sharing stories of my experience doing this and I think where it kind of catapulted was I had a relationship column with a newspaper called Mint uh, it's a Hindustan Times publication yeah, yeah. I had a monthly column on the I think Saturday or Sunday edition in 2017 2018 I think that helped me get a larger reach so people I like identify with my writing I I have a monthly newsletter I have blogs people identify with that writing and come to me and so that's how like you know I I get my customers and that's how I've been able to scale this I think Instamojo was a bit of a game changer with respect to my own business I think it helped me convert this from a hobby into a real business the problem with matchmaking is it's a bit of a national hobby everyone does it Uh, unsolicited for free so nobody thinks about anything marriage related to be a business if you go on the internet look for reviews on bharat matrimony or shaadi you'll find plenty of negative reviews saying oh they fleece people for their money and you know they're just in the business of making money etc so asking people for money for what i did was very difficult and so when instamojo came in i think having a link that would take them to a payment page where somebody else like a website would ask them for money or a web page would ask them for money really helped relieve that awkwardness of asking people for money <laughs> uh, so in that sense it went from being a charity to a business it's been great because it helps me reach clients all over the world without any hassle so in that sense instamojo has been helpful in sort of scaling my business sounds awesome Priyanka, what are some challenges that you face in your line of business? I think uh, one of the biggest challenges, obviously, this is not a legit thing, right? But I, I feel like relationship coaching or the advisory level, whatever I'm doing is so unique. There is a lot of onus on me to build the industry in some sense, to explain what I do so people can clearly understand what is the value that they're going to get from this. And to do that, sometimes it takes a lot of work and that's definitely challenging. what i do is so unique and there is nothing equivalent that exists elsewhere there is it isn't part of any existing industry the onus of building this industry is on me so there is a lot of explaining to be done and a lot of you know there is a lot to be put in from my end versus what i can get from it right so there is a lot of work because it's very new and nascent yeah. so that's definitely a challenge but you know it's one that i absolutely love being a part of And the other thing is uh, a lot of people want very quick results they you know people book one session with me and they will want an extraordinary result in 60 minutes <laughs> which is not possible all the time there have been times where the 60 minutes have been life changing for some people uh, but it's not always possible because it's a function of what your situation is and your state of mind at that point of time when you you know when you're doing the session how much you can get out in that time and so on so people expecting quick results becomes hard and then to say that hey actually based on my experience it takes 6 hours to you know even remotely make any sort of progress in this space mm-hmm. uh, and i urge you to you know think about consider spending 6 hours with me and convincing them about it sometimes is hard because you know based on how these dating apps or anything is designed right like so quick yeah. get yeah. one match in one day or like yeah. you'll get yeah. one match in 10 swipes 
so spending six hours if you're not getting anything tangible you don't know what to make of it i have a lot of parents who contact me because you know they're looking for help for their children and a lot of parents tell me oh no no you know my son doesn't need any help with advice or anything my daughter doesn't need any advice she knows what she wants she just needs to you know find a partner there's this whole negative connotation around taking external support mm. to do better than what you're doing right like but if you think of it people who really really want the best for themselves in every aspect of their lives engage coaches you know world class yeah. athletes have coaches uh, executives have coaches so what's the problem to have a coach if you um, are looking to build enriching relationships right Absolutely. if that is something you're committed to do what a there's nothing point. wrong in it yeah I, so have you watched yeah. indian matchmaking on netflix yeah yeah i i did watch that entire show i binge watched it and i probably watched it kind of twice uh, i thought it was quite i thought it was quite entertaining right um, yeah yeah and yeah. would you say seema kataria make would make a good business partner for marriage broker auntie if yes why and if no why yeah so i've never personally worked with seema kataria so it would be hard for me to say whether she make for a good business no, given from given, given how she like you know from the perception of the show itself it is very hard to comment because i personally having been in that business i know what they showed was tiny 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 snapshot of what she does right um. uh, there was very little that you could tell about her just based on what they showed and i felt like they showed you bits that are most entertaining or like most cringe worthy or like you know stuff that catches people's attention uh, what makes you do what you do what makes you tick when did you decide you want to be a relationship coach and where do you see marriage broker auntie in the next 5 years in terms of when i decided that you know this is my thing and this is what i want to do for a long time probably in 2013 or 2014 i remember i was staying up late in the night connecting two people the guy was based in australia and the girl was based in us and i was trying to write up a introductory note for both of them introducing the two of them and it was 2:30 and my back was hurting staying up and this was after work i used to do this part time so and i was like i don't want to go to bed i want to finish this and then go to bed and i was like i haven't stayed up this late even for my 10th or 12th boards why am i staying up <laughs> right why am i staying up? i was i've never been this motivated to do anything in my life is is something wrong with me like have i gone mad right i think that was the moment where i felt like hey i actually really love doing this and that has been validated every now and again when i see the impact to the work that i do right and i think this feedback is very important for entrepreneurs where your passion for something receives positive feedback through customers itself is very powerful coming yeah. back to that one last question right what is that one advice you would like to give your younger self i'm thinking very hard about this i'm usually somebody who doesn't have any regrets or doesn't feel like i should have done things differently i guess maybe to believe a bit more in myself uh i would have told my younger self because i think back when i made my career choices you know to be an engineer or to go to an mba i think i was just following the traditional path of what needed to be done or what would get me to a place that was easy to find success and so on although i knew that i had the ability to make money on my own to set up my own business i think i i followed a more risk averse path I would have probably told myself to believe in myself a bit more and that is something I tell a lot of my clients as well with respect to dating or relationships as well to 
always go for what you want, right? Uh, and do not be afraid that you may fail because failure shouldn't stop us from trying. Some key takeaways from this conversation for me would be to build a niche business in India and to have people take you seriously, you've got to believe in what you do yourself. You've got to figure out what you want to do and keep doing that consistently. The other thing that I found super insightful about this conversation was your business may be a niche, but you've still got to have skin in the game. Do your research about your competitors and work with reference from your network to understand what your competitors are doing, even if your business models don't match. This can help you get better at what you do and give your customers the value for their money. Thank you so much for doing this with us, Priyanka. You truly put the mojo in InstaMojo. And a big thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. You can find Marriage Broker Aunty's website details in the description. You can also subscribe to their newsletter to get a refreshing view of modern relationships in your inbox. This link is also in the description of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Mojo Makers podcast by InstaMojo. And with this, we come to the end of season one of the Mojo Makers podcast. But we have a bonus episode with our COO, Akash Kehan. We will be discussing all the businesses we just featured on this podcast and talk about how we empower about 1.5 million of these businesses at InstaMojo. We'll also give you some behind-the-scenes tidbits of how we went about building this podcast. So don't forget to tune in next Saturday for our bonus episode. See you!